You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. This is the Barden Report from Republic Broadcasting. PJ Barden is my name, and we're here today on this Saturday, 7th day of March 2021. Lockdown day 348 in Britain. <laughs> Can you believe it? And all sorts of other kind of normal times news, but um, Harry and Meghan, I'll come to that in a minute, <laughs> talking to Oprah Winfrey. Oh, Christ, I've been trailing this for months. But... Um, Nigel Farage has announced tonight that he is finished with politics for good. And he's resigning as leader of the newly morphed uh, Brexit party, which became the Reform Party, which is going on with Richard Tice, his deputy. And he is uh, leaving politics, uh, but we know where he's going. He is going to go working for the new TV station, I'm pretty certain, UK News, run by Andrew Neil. So uh, he, he'll be probably a bigger figure than ever in, in British uh, media, but uh, he's leaving it after 30 years in politics. But uh, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> that alone, is a, we'll play a piece from him later on, and one of Alex Bellfield saying what I'm saying, etc., etc. But um, the, uh, 
Yeah, it's almost normal times, far from it. Uh, they're cheerleading this vaccine. 20 million Brits have had the vaccine now. Whoa. And the under-60s are being chased from now on. So that includes Boris Johnson issuing a press release that he's going to have it. <laughs> I mean, you're going to be out of your effing mind to touch it with the evidence come out. But the, for the fact that uh, the, it shows you the size of the alternative media is tiny, collectively. It, it's increasing, but it is tiny. And to... Um, to uh, to watch these polls, and it looks like eighty percent of the Brits want to have this vaccine. I mean, <laughs> even even in the mainstream media has come out reports about how damaging it can be, and there's a, a four month incubation period for most people. Some people react immediately to it, but uh, your average tosser going around who's had it after three or four weeks, oh, that's no problem, nothing has happened. Well, just wait, just wait, and see what happens. Um, uh, the reports are just shocking. But there's not, at least there's not as much uh, massive uh, editing in the UK here as there is in America, where they just refuse to report on, on all this kind of stuff. But the stuff coming out of the BBC and the NHS is truly poisonous, poisonous lies. 90% lies, absolutely. But the, the percentage of uh, NHS workers who are refusing it is quite big now, and they're, they're looking for ways to intimidate them. And as regards the budget last week, which Rishi Sunak was, Rishi Sunak was the Chancellor, was spraying money around like confetti. I mean, he's extended the furlough scheme now to the end of September, that people are put on furlough by their companies who are getting 80% of their wages paid by the government. 80% still. So why is it September? The general opening up is agreed, uh, you know, without, without um, permanent opening up gradually from June, mid-June, I think it is, so why are they extending the furlough scheme? And then they're talking about, oh, this new variant and that variant, which is so what? So what? Uh, going on and on and on. It's, it's just <laughs> shocking, 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 shocking. But uh, I suppose we kick off today with playing uh, uh, Can You Have It There, uh, Nigel Farage. Um, I just pulled it up myself. Nigel Farage announcement that he is uh, resigning from politics. Um, that is... Um, What's the actual title of it? Um, yeah. Um, Nigel Farage resigns as leader of Reform Party. That one there. It's uh, only about four minutes or so. Is it? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's 11 minutes, actually. 11 or 12 minutes. Nigel Farage. Okay, we play that one. Bring us up to the break. Okay. Hello? I'm not getting... Okay, okay, cameras. Okay, okay, okay. Nigel Farage, the one I said to that, Nigel Farage resigns. It's a nearly 12-minute piece, so it brings up to the break. Uh, okay. Okay, okay, it's coming up now. Okay. I've been thinking really hard over the course of the last couple of months about nearly 30 years that I've been involved in active politics. It all started in October 1990 when somebody came into the bar in the city and said we joined the exchange rate mechanism. We pegged the pound against a basket of European currencies. John Major was the Chancellor that did it and I was furious. I knew it wouldn't work and sure enough it led to record bankruptcies and house repossessions. Then we saw the Maastricht Treaty in 1993, a big Tory rebellion. But in the end, 
John Major used a confidence motion, and like good little boys, they all went through the lobby and voted for a treaty that they'd opposed in public. And that, for me, was the moment when I said, that's it. I've got to do something. Even if no one votes for me, I'm going to put myself up at the next general election. Uh, and I was fortunate to find some like-minded people, and UKIP was formed out of the Anti-Federalist League in September 1993. Within a few weeks, a Tory MP had died. There was a by-election in Eastleigh. And I found myself in a village hall in a place called Hursley, between Winchester and Eastleigh, speaking to an audience, my first ever political speech. I have to admit, looking back on it, I was terrified. And really, I mean, the truth of it is, I never, ever stopped campaigning. The issue that got me to leave business was our membership of the European Union. I was convinced that if folk knew what it really stood for, if they understood the truth about the cost of it, the desire to take away our liberty, our independence, I knew that Middle England, that ordinary folk would say, we don't want this. And it was a very, very long battle. Um, I guess the lucky thing that happened was that in 1999, we had European elections contested under proportional representation. So I found myself going to the European Parliament. Um, indeed, I thought the day I left last year, I'd actually been there in four different decades. So it was a long, hard fight. It was very difficult to get people to understand what sovereignty meant. Very difficult to get people to believe the extent to which we'd given away the ability to govern our country. And, and actually, it was sort of political heresy to even suggest that we should leave the European Union. We were treated as if we were the wild men from the hills. And then, of course, in 2004, the doors were opened unconditionally, first to eight and then to ten former communist countries. The government said an extra 13,000 people a year would come. Well, we all know that hundreds of thousands did. So, it really, this has been my life's work, getting us out of the European Union. And when, in 2016, we won the referendum, 52-48, I then took that moment to say, look, I think I've done everything I can possibly do. I know the Conservative government will not want to use me in any way at all, although I'd like to have been used. And I stood down as leader of UKIP and I said, I want my life back. But, of course, it wasn't a completely clean break because I was still an MEP, I was still leading a group in the European Parliament. But I did start to develop uh, media, um, extended social media, and that was the way that my life was going. Then, of course, when Mrs May and her government absolutely betrayed all the promises that they'd made to the British people, and when I saw the Westminster establishment doing their utmost to overturn the result of the referendum, to make us vote again, that was when I knew something had to be done. And I formed the Brexit party. And thank goodness I did. I think if I hadn't done that, which led to us winning the European elections, despite only being lodged for a few weeks with, with over five million votes, I think we wouldn't have left. But I'm pretty certain we wouldn't have left. So all of that, all of that was thoroughly worthwhile. And, and, and it was the first time ever in British politics when people have, have rallied to the colours as quickly as they did. I was, remember watching the website and seeing the £25 donations coming in, you know, several every minute, ping, ping, ping. It was 
astonishing. We then, of course, led the national opinion polls in the summer of 2019, and that pretty much guaranteed that Boris Johnson would become the leader of the Conservative Party with a get Brexit done message. And we've got Brexit. It's not perfect. Uh, you know, Northern Ireland has been effectively cut off from the rest of the country. Uh, French boats and trawlers still operating up to six miles from the British coast. And difficulties, some import-export difficulties, although I'm sure they will be ironed out in time. But, but with, with the vaccine, we've now seen the benefit. The benefit of being able to make our own decisions, not have it done for us by an unelected person in the European Commission. If we'd still been part of the EU, we would be in the same vaccine mess as the rest of Europe. And that, to me, is proof positive that Brexit was the right thing. Now, out of the Brexit party came Reform UK. And that was a logical next step, because after all, the Brexit party message, our banner said, change politics for good. And there is so much that needs changing. You know, a bloated House of Cronies called the House of Lords, an electoral system whereby parties like UKIP can get four million votes and just one seat in Parliament, um, a postal voting system uh, wide open to fraud, manipulation and abuse, and now aggressively being extended by both the Labour and Conservative parties, a tax system, now the most complex tax system of any country in the world and something that does so little to encourage men and women that want to set up their own businesses, take a risk and get on with life. There is so much that does need to be reformed. We're a 21st century country being run by a 19th century set of institutions. So much does need to change. But on reflecting back over nearly 30 years, the issue that got me into politics, and if it hadn't been for this, I would never have even stood for local council, was our membership of the European Union and the fact that the entirety of our political class and then media class were all in favour of continued membership. That became my life's goal. And it took over the best part of three decades of my life. We've done it. We've achieved it. And for me, I feel my political career, in the sense of actively leading a political party, fighting election campaigns, such as ones that are coming up in May this year, I think now's the moment for me to say, look, I have done it. I guess in some ways, it's a repeat of what I said in 2016, when I said, I want my life back. So before this election campaign starts for May, now is the minute, the right moment for me to say that I'm not going to go on as leader of Reform UK. I support everything it stands for. And whilst I won't have any executive control or responsibility, I'm quite happy to have an honorary position within the party. And that indeed is what I'll do. And I'll hand the leadership over to Richard Tice. And I Gosh, I hope, Richard, you know what you're taking on. I think he does, because uh, he saw it at first hand as chairman of the Brexit party. But leading a political party, leading one that challenges the establishment, uh, it really is a seven-day-a-week job. And you find you know, huge sections of the media really vehemently 
opposed to you. I mean, they, they say things, they write things they just wouldn't do about people in the Labour and Conservative Party. So Richard has got a very big, tough challenge, but I know he's filled with bags of enthusiasm. I'll be there for help if he needs it. But this is not me retiring. Yes, I'm getting out of active party politics. I think I've done my bit, but I'm not retiring. Oh, no, goodness gracious me, no. There are lots of other things that I want to fight for and campaign for. In particular, the increasing influence of the Chinese Communist Party over our whole way of life. And once again, the British establishment effectively have sold out to it. And I think that's a big education campaign that needs to happen. And I'm going to fight for that. The indoctrination of our children at school. You know, it starts from the age of seven or eight and goes all the way through to university. We're not teaching young people critical thinking. They're being propagandized politically. And I think in many cases, encouraged to hate this country and everything it's ever stood for. I don't want to fight that. And there are some environmental causes that I care strongly about, such as the health of our oceans and let's get planting trees. Everybody talks about it, but nobody actually does it. So I'm going to battle and fight for all of those things that I believe in very, very passionately. Um, I'm going to continue with a career in media, in social media. As many of you know, I've taken YouTube pretty seriously over the course of the last year. I'm not going away. I'm still going to fight and battle for change. We got Brexit. There's an awful lot more to do. But for me, after nearly 30 years, if, you know, 1993, when I first put myself up for election in Eastleigh, for me, that's enough of active politics. And you know something? I've actually achieved what I set out to do. And I don't think there are many people in politics that can ever say that. And whilst much of it was a very long, hard road, not just for me, but for those around me, at the end of the day, it really was worth it. And none of it, none of it could have happened without thousands of you, tens of thousands of you, standing in local council elections, donating money, going out delivering leaflets, knocking on doors, manning street stalls. Tens of thousands of people have assisted me to do this. And out there in the country, millions of people, millions and millions, probably between six and seven million people at some point voted for parties that I led. They had the confidence in me and the team around me to do that. And that is what completely changed British politics. That is what got us back our independence. I'd love to come and meet you all. It's not possible. But now really is the moment for me to say a massive, massive thank you to all of you who put your trust in me. And we did. Took a long time, but we did deliver. Thank you. Very good. Very, very good. Well, very few people can go into politics, be respected, get dog's abuse at a mega level, achieve his achievements, like uh, in the European Parliament, winning the majority of seats twice, and uh, then forming the Brexit Party, and then forming the Reform Party, and uh, achieving all those targets, and going out of politics with respect. Very, very few people achieve that. I mean, I can't take anybody whatsoever in a normal democracy, etc., uh, etc. Et but anyway, we go to this break, and then we come back with uh, a kind of a tribute from Alex Belfield regarding uh, 
Nigel Farage. Thank you. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge. And knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. Hey, honey, I'm home. I grabbed a newspaper on the way home. Look at all the news today. Don't you know that all you're going to get in the newspaper is propaganda, twisted news, and false information? Honey, this is a national newspaper. It has to be true. Ha! For some reason, the majority of the population believe anything the mainstream media tells them. The newspaper doesn't give out the important attention of what's happening to this country and news that affects our daily lives. Say... Does that newspaper mention anything about the North American Union? No, not that I can see. I didn't think so. You need to go to www.newswithviews.com, where truth is more important than political correctness. That's www.newswithviews.com. Hey, don't throw that away. We can use that in the birdcage. Okay, move over. Let me start reading newswithviews.com. The truth? Read all about it at newswithviews.com. Newswithviews.com, where reality shatters illusion. His resignation speech, which is very, very sad, but he will be just as big or an even bigger figure in British media. We know that. And uh, one thing he did, apart from what he said there, is all true. There's no lies there. 
Actually, no politician speaking for 12 minutes without telling a lie. That was unique. And he achieved his mega targets and got Theresa May out of power when, when he won the European election. She just couldn't go on. That was She was snookered. And then what he did, what he didn't mention there, which was the most generous sacrificial act I've ever seen a politician do in my life. And the, at the December 12th election last year, which was a one-issue election by Boris Johnson, get Brexit done, and even though we have to hold our nose and vote for Boris Johnson, knowing the shyster he is, but uh, Farage stood 600 candidates out of 600 seats. He then, a month before, stood down 317 of them. So to give the Tories a clear run to, to get Brexit done. Do you know anybody who's done that? <laughs> Nowhere in the world has that happened. Anyway, just in this short piece, Ken, uh, we'll play the Alex Belfield. Uh, it's kind of a tribute, and he's saying what I'm saying about Nigel will be in the media. Alex Belfield on Nigel Farage. Can we play that one? It's three, it'll fit in this three and a half minute slot. Okay. How do you much? It's Sunday morning, live across the world, and Nigel Farage announces that he is going to leave reform, his political party, that raised millions, by the way. Uh, Nigel says he is done with politics, he's leaving public eye, but he will continue to fight the woke brigade. I don't believe him. I smell two letters, B and S, and trust me, come mid next week, I think we'll have an announcement that Lord Farage of Sir Nigel will be back doing something even bigger. Mm. I, I wonder, is there any... Uh, is there any radio stations launching or maybe TV stations that he could be going to? I, I smell a rat. Adrian Mush, it's Sunday morning live across the world and Nigel Farage is to retire and resign from politics and the public eye. No, he's not. You can't be Nigel. Unless he's ill, which I don't know anything about it, by the way, but unless he's ill and he's not telling us, trust me, he's going nowhere. He's in the game of making politics entertainment and he does it magnificently. He's one of the people. He knows how to play the crowd with a parent in one hand and a fag in the other. This man is one of us. In the same way, stars like Graham Norton and Paul O'Grady do all that. Hello, Malcolm, how are you, Malcolm? I'm eating corned beef for me tea. Well, we know he's not. He shops down Simply M&S, doesn't he? He lives a very millionaire-esque life lifestyle in Kent, ironically, similar part of the woods where uh, Mr Farage lives. You've got to be careful with these people that they are incredibly wealthy, they have very powerful donors, and they don't like walking away from the limelight. They always reappear like a new strain of the old Kung Flu. So do not fear. Nigel's going nowhere, trust me, unless he's ill and we have no reason to believe he is, although with his diet, I mean, and the smoking and the drinking, frankly, it's a miracle he is still with us. But there's no sign whatsoever that he's going away. This is some stunt to get out of politics to go and do something else. I think the likelihood is he'll appear on a TV station somewhere, either as a presenter or commentator, or he'll be going to talk radio. That's basically the only two options there is, and I suspect that will be announced within the next few days. It's obvious that he has a massive pull and a massive audience that want to follow him. A bit like us here, we just reached 240,000, which is actually bigger than Nigel Farage's channel, actually. 240,000 subscribers here at the voice of reason it's an incredible achievement bearing in mind it's just one man with an iphone in his kitchen sat in a rather silly chair bought in blackpool with a blue light behind him i know what i am and i can see myself from a million miles
But the reality is there are millions of pounds flying around for TV stations that can't find audience. I don't think that GB News is going to have anywhere near enough pull to draw people across with the current lineup. These people are journalists and they're mostly dull. Nigel is not dull. He's an entertainer. He makes politics entertaining. And that's what we do here. We are showmen that bring you a show for entertainment purposes only. And if you learn something along the way, this is magnificent. This is what journalists forget. The reason that we have 240,000 subscribers and more hits than LBC and Talk Radio put together is because we're a team. I like you and you like me. I relate to you and you relate to me. I take the piss and you rather enjoy it. Sanctimonious, supercilious journalists will never find an audience. They never do. They never will. History has told this tale through the decades. So we wish Nigel Farage well in his new career. He ain't going anywhere. Don't you worry about that. But he is leaving politics. And that's an interesting announcement. Where could he be going next? Cooey, Andrew Neil. <laughs> Very, very good. So that puts us as good as you want about it. Um, um, that he will be in the media. He was offered. A, I remember when I was at UKIP uh, way in the early nineties. Uh, Murdoch had a standing arrangement with him. Uh, offer that he, if he left politics, he could have his own current affairs show on on Sky TV in Britain. Uh, so <laughs> he, he he'll be back in the media within weeks, and he'll be referred to again and again and again. So um, it's, um, it's 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 Nigel carry on as normal, really. <laughs> but he's out of party politics, and there's too much of a drag running a party, that's for sure. But Richard Tice has got quite a cutting edge, and he'll be taking over the uh, the uh, Reform Party as it is now. Okay, we're going to the bottom of the hour break, and we'll be back in a few minutes. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Is your property a financial burden and causing you grief? Have you tried to sell but can't find buyers? Or are you just too busy to sell your property? Don't worry. We have the right solution for you. We buy properties as is, with cash, close in 30 days, and pay all closing costs. Our service is ideal for property owners who are in pre-foreclosure, have high-end repair costs, experiencing financial hardship, 
going through costly divorces, are relocating, need cash for retirement, suffering family loss, or have tax liens. Whatever your situation may be, we can help you sell your property and get the money you need. If you own a single-family home or multiple family units, call us for a free consultation at 888-910-1037. That's 888-910-1037. Or visit our website at cashingproperty.com. That's cashingproperty.com. Sell your property fast and leave all your worries behind. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Going back in for the break, and as we were saying, um, three mega stories this week that are not um, COVID related, but I have some shocking stuff to do with that in the second and third hour, that's for sure. Including an emergency alert sent to me by uh, Deborah Tavares, mass murdering of humans. But um, oh, this Harry and Meghan uh, clown show, I mean, it's a soap opera, soap opera gone mad. And this Harry is gone a bit off his head, a bit simple. Let's just put it mildly. And he's been worked by this vile, money-grubbing, social-climbing piece of work. He married uh, Meghan Markle. And she is now despised by the royal family, what she's walking him into. And uh, the mega deals have signed with Netflix. And they invited Oprah Winfrey to their wedding, which was this scheming piece of work. Um, Meghan Markle putting that down as a deposit in the future. And... uh, (laughs) It's it's going to get really nasty, but it's that soap opera crap, absolutely. But um, the um, uh, Farage thing that's only broken today that story, um, and uh, it's 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 okay, it is what it is, but um, kind of inevitable. But he he's going to become an even bigger, a bigger media star than Meghan and Mar- Meghan Markle and Harry, etc. And uh, of course, the Duke of Edinburgh is a hundred years of age in June. I think he's in the hospital having. A heart operation, a stent put in again, and he's coming out of, <laughs> out of hospital soon. But if he could say what he wants to say, and he is a very, very vicious commentator, <laughs> he's a nasty piece of work, he must be livid with this uh, carry-on with Harry and Meghan. And I believe the key thing is, I should have said it, that's Oprah Winfrey 
the uh, story which has been showing in America tonight, uh, Saturday night, um, Sunday here right now, but um, it's, uh, Saturday, it's, it's on American TV tonight. And uh, once it goes over for the franchise, there'll be outtakes shown in all the media. So watch out for that clown thing. And the, the last thing I'll say about it is Harry sitting beside Megan. She's expecting her second child, showing her bump in a specially designed skirt. And they're holding hands and <gasps> terribly upset that we're almost at their talking out, the terrible way they've been treated. They've got millions of pounds in the royal family. They've got a massive cottage, which is a mansion, really, and everything they could possibly want in life. And they said they were discriminated against. <laughs> it is shocking. And we know what is red hair. He's not, uh, he is, everybody knows he's not uh, Prince Charles' son. We know that. After uh, Charles was, uh, let's get this right. And not into so showbiz gossip, but uh, the week after she married Diana, married Charles, she knew he was sleeping with uh, Camilla Parker. Well, as she said in the famous interview a few years later, there was three people in the marriage. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. <laughs> so um, the, uh, he deserves what he's getting now. So there you are. That's the Harry and Meghan story. Watch now. Watch uh, Oprah Winfrey's interview with him. It's more absolute pure showbiz crap. And then the um, the other story, Nigel Farage story, the UK, Harry and Meghan thing, and then this budget we had on Tuesday, Wednesday, with Rishi Sunak spraying money around like there was no tomorrow. Uh, billions here, billions there. The furlough scheme extended. Uh, 80% of wages have been paid by the government. That's 7 million people on it here. And he's um, uh, money for this, money for that. If a pub has gone bust in a village, uh, in rural England, uh, the government will loan the community money to buy the pub. <laughs> unprecedented, unprecedented. But this guy, let me mark out the ground here. Rishi Sunak will replace Boris Johnson, and sooner than a lot of people think. And the outcome, as we know, this incubation period of this vaccine, maximum four months, and then the havoc will start. Plus, without that, immediately people get it. They get some people get ill, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But as pointed out by, and I'm playing a major piece by Dr. Kerry Maggi in the third hour, um, uh, Dr. Dolores Cahill, and the much maligned but correct man, Dr. Andrew Wakefield, have laid out what this, it's, it's an experimental vaccine, which is not actually a vaccine. It's an RNA, mRNA, um, d- DNA disruptor. It, it could not be worse, could not be worse. And the people around me here are saying, well, I'd rather have it than not have it. I just hold my head in shame. I give them doctors to read, but they, they 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 don't register. It doesn't register with them. It's true, truly shocking. But uh, oh dear, dear, dear. it's 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 a uh, mega. But uh, they the proper them. You'd have to be living here to see the psychop operation run by the government and special psychop departments set up uh, in within the government to uh, manipulate people and the BBC. Uh, and the and the NHS, three mega organisations pumping out absolutely like CNN lies. Everybody, I don't explain that to people. How poisonous and vicious CNN are about anything Christian or civil or Trump. Every minute of every hour, of every day, and this is what's been going on for one whole year. We're over a year now into this um, COVID um, coronavirus, and it's been on that every day, non-stop, on the NH- out of the NHS. And the BBC and the government putting out stuff. So you know, the, the campaign has worked to a large degree. And all of it lining up, what it was lining up to do was 
the, the, the vaccine. So this is, uh, I can say with conviction, this is about genocide and all the senior, uh, the senior proven scientific scientists who have 30, 20, 30, 40 years experience in this say that that's what it, what it is. And Dr. Kerry Maggi will um, confirm that the police, in the piece we're doing in the third hour. And I'll read out um, the um, a special bulletin sent to me by now, um, Deborah Tavares, Mass Murdering of Humans, Emergency Alert. And I'll read that out uh, in, a, in a few. Well, I might as well start it now. Uh, we have, yeah, I think we'll do it in 12 minutes. But uh, this is uh, Emergency Alert, Mass Murdering of Humans is in progress now. COVID-19 RNA-based vaccines and the risk of prion disease. The vaccine is a bioweapon and even more dangerous than the original infection. Analysis of the Pfizer vaccine, COVID-19, identified two potential risk factors for inducing prion disease in humans. Um, something, Kreutzfeldt's Jacob disease, which was in cattle years ago here in Britain, is a degenerative brain disorder that leads to dementia and ultimately death. Individuals experiencing problems with muscle conditions, personality changes, including impaired memory, judgment and thinking, and impaired vision, insomnia, depression, and etc. Just regarding vision, I had a new report, I'll come to it maybe next week, having times this week, about the LED lighting in cars and houses, high priority, it affects your eyes, you've got to wear protective glasses. So anybody doing night driving as a job, your eyes are slowly being destroyed by the LED lighting in in, on motorways and in cars. Fact. Uh, as the illness progresses, people's this uh, vaccine we're talking about. The illness progresses, people's mental impairment becomes severe. They often develop involuntary muscle jerks called muconus and make or blind. They eventually lose the ability to move and speak, and turn and then enter a coma. But pneumonia, pneumonia, and other infections often occur in these individuals and can lead to death. Variant CJD begins primarily with psycho, psychiatric symptoms affecting younger individuals than uh, other types of CJD and is longer than usual uh, duration from onset to symptoms and worse. CJD causes unique changes in brain tissue and can be seen in an autopsy. Well, the videos of cattle falling around can't walk properly with CJD about 10 or 15 years ago in Britain was shocking. And I reckon a lot of that arrived in the UK from heavy-duty chemtrails. Uh, this vaccine causes more rapid deterioration of a person's ability than Alzheimer's disease and most other types of dementia. There is an old saying in medicine that the cure may be worse than the disease. The phrase can be applied to vaccines. In the current paper, the concern is raised that the RNA-based COVID vaccines have the potential to cause more disease than and the epidemic of COVID-19. <laughs> well, the COVID-19 never qualified as, as, a, as a pandemic. The figures prove it. This paper focuses on a novel potential adverse event mechanism causing prion disease, which could be even more common and debilitating than the viral infection. The vaccine is designed to prevent. While this paper focuses on one potential adverse event, there are multiple other potential fatal and adverse effects, as discussed below. Vaccines have been found to cause a host of chronic, late-developing adverse events. Some adverse events, like type 1 diabetes, may not occur until three to four years after the vaccine is administered. In the example of type 1 diabetes, the frequency of case, 
cases of adverse events may surpass the frequency of cases of severe infections, diseases and vaccines was designed, the vaccine was designed to prevent. Given that type 1 diabetes is only one of many immune uh, me mediated diseases potentially caused by vaccines, chronic late occurrence, occurring adverse events are um, a serious public issue. Um, what is the human prion disease? Yeah, Crutchfeld's disease, CJD, is a degenerative brain disorder that leads to dementia and ultimately death. Um, CJD disease symptoms can be similar to those of other dementia-like brain disorders, such as Alzheimer's. But CJD disease usually progresses through more rapidly. More rapidly, CJD captured public attention in the 1990s when some people in the United Kingdom developed a form of, of the disease, but mainly it showed up in cattle. The prion hypothesis explained why um, the mysterious infections agent is resistant to ultraviolet radiation, which breaks down the um, the nucleic nucleic acids, but is susceptible to substances that disrupt. The proteins is going into a lot of technical issues here. Uh, medical that wouldn't mean much to anybody, but um, the um, prion disease is also known as transmissible spongiform encephalopathy or TSC or, uh, or a group of rare fatal brain diseases that occur in animals and humans. They're caused by infectious agents, the prion, which is derived from a misfolded version of the normal host. Okay, 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 okay. But uh, that is what she's saying, Tavares, and that that's the 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 the, um, the uh, let me see the source of this. Uh, the uh, stopthecrime.net is her reference, and um, on uh, well, I just get my uh, the first reference on this report. Have it here. There's a lot of stuff attached to it. Um, to do um, COVID 19, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you go to stopthecrime.net, you can get a copy of this, it's on there, stopthecrime.net, and put that into the search box an emergency alert, mass murdering of humans. But they're doing their damnedest to suppress the number of people with side effects of this, um, <sighs> this uh, vaccination. And as I say, we played it in detail on this program. Uh, the person I have the greatest respect for is Dolores Cahill, who ran a, a, a laboratory and clinic on this very subject and trained people. She's 25 years experience. And she said, this RNA vaccine is shocking what it will do to people. And she and uh, Dr. Carrie Maggi, Dr. Andrew Wakefield, and dozens of other doctors, hundreds of doctors, held press conferences, one in Texas, other parts of the world, saying that this is a shocking thing. Those who will speak up. Of course, 90% of doctors won't open their mouth. They lose their job otherwise because they're working basically for a big pharma. And we have Boris Johnson talking to Bill Gates on a regular basis, who doesn't have any medical qualifications, who bought his way into big pharma. And the same Bill Gates sold a vaccine to the Indian uh, country of India, and 120,000 young girls were paralyzed from that vaccine. But the the mega um, story as Dr. Um, uh, I've got the, as I said, the first program I ever did here, um, 
the um, one second I pull it up the um, famous 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 book most enlightening medical book ever written deadly medicines and organized crime how big pharma has corrupted healthcare <laughs> read that book you will live in a new world from there on of what's going on and as I say I read out the first book I met in fact five years ago the, the convictions of the big top big pharma and it took an hour at every one of the top ten pharma companies have horrendous criminal convictions for selling dangerous drugs shocking and including the one that the BBC Panorama did, uh, and it's also on the list, uh, Soroxapaxil, that uh, has in Britain, they reckoned, from professional medical statisticians, killed 200, 250 young people, committed suicide. The black zone is lying, uh, as it's paid the biggest fine in history over other cumulative offences, uh, $1.5 billion, biggest fine in, in medical history. And uh, we continued on doing the same thing, right? Like HSBC convicted of drug money laundering, convicted without admission, I believe, and allowed to carry on doing the same thing. <laughs> right? It's not funny. It's 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 the multi-layered criminal syndicates we live under, and we're under attack, 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 non-stop, absolutely non-stop. Uh, there, there's virtually no end to it. But um, the um, <clears throat> The listing and that other creep which was to show them rolling his sleeve up, I would say, to take a fictitious vaccine. The um, doctor, Bishop Justin Welby, he announced in November he was going off on a furlough, if you like, for spiritual renewal and uh, contemplation in May, June, and July. Well, that's about the time the SHIT will hit the fan regarding these vaccines because it has. A, in most cases, everybody reacts differently. It has a four-month uh, incubation period, right? So uh, that that is yet yet another one. But um, and while this is going on, we do, we need nearly four-hour program to do it. The installation of LED high-powered LED lighting, which is a shocking attack on young children's brains, and on 5G, uh, you're hit with a 5G transmission. And you've taken this vaccine. Good night. Good night. Uh, this is a horror story. And the biggest proponents of it in Britain and in, in Ireland, they've got a contract in Ireland, is uh, Vodafone. And Vodafone's uh, record of convictions for all sorts of financial skullduggery is mega. Absolutely mega. Uh, that, that's uh, what we need to do an hour on that alone. But... Um, Again, the the tyranny continues, and uh, family kicked off their own property while trying to live sustainably, and uh, th that's the word the United Nations use for the New Green Deal, Agenda 2030, sustainability. Now, sustainability is not about sustainability; it's about wiping humans off off the land and uh, uh, prioritizing uh, wind farms, etc. Okay, we go to this break, and we'll be back in a few minutes. What 
would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. The reviews for Extendivite are amazing. Amazon customer, it's amazing. I just ordered my second bottle. In one month, my blood pressure dropped significantly. I no longer get chest pain after I exercise. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off of BP meds, and if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. Amazon customer, Extendivite works great. This product has made my blood pressure and cholesterol stable. I highly recommend it. Amazon customer. Excellent herbal formula. I've been using it to keep my cardiovascular system fine-tuned. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Hey, gang, Patrick Slattery here with an important message that is pertinent to anyone who shops for groceries, eats food, or just has an inquisitive mind like myself. What I'm about to introduce you to is a segment of our food culture that has been kept so low profile to the American public that virtually no one is aware of how dominant it is on our refrigerator and cupboard shelves. What I'm talking about is the kosher certification industry and a new app, Koshertified, that delivers a comprehensive education on all aspects regarding this little-known practice. After reviewing this app, I found that it is useful for practically anyone who purchases food, regardless of their religious faith or identity. Its database of products not kosher certified is a win-win convenience for all food-conscious people. So why not check out the kosherquestion.com or click on the link at nationalbugle.com and see how modifying your grocery shopping with the Koshertified app can make a huge difference for your future. switch to a shorter story before we come back to the family signed and kicked off their own property while trying to live sustainability. That's a shocking story. But uh, one other major thing, this PCR test, which the doctor who invented it 
has said before he died, you know, he died in his 50s, I think he actually was murdered, but uh, he said it's not for a SARS test. It's simply not. It was an internal laboratory test for separating chemicals, etc., of different type. But uh, the other story here is another woman, brain lining punctured while being nasal t- swabbed for COVID. Now, this has happened all over the place. And uh, that nasal swab is an outrageously dangerous thing. It's wrong, it's useless, and it's dangerous. And that's what this program, this uh, article is about. The brain lining punctured through the, through the nasal cavity. Last fall, a woman's brain lining was punctured during a COVID nasal swab test. The injury caused brain fluid to drip down one of her nostrils. In December, it was reported that saliva tests for COVID are as accurate as nasal swabs. Nevertheless, nasal swabs are still being used for testing. Another woman's brain lining was penetrated in the process. The uh, the uh, the cause the, the, this caused fluid to drip down. Well, that means she has permanent damage uh, in in that blood brain barrier situation. San Antonio woman leaks spinal fluid after receiving COVID nasal swab. A San Antonio woman is still in shock after she says COVID nasal swab test went horribly wrong. It's hurt. It was immediate, instant migraine, says Charlie Tim. I've never had a migraine ever in my life. Charlie Tim says the swab was inserted in her nose and she instantly felt pain. Charlie was in need of a heart diagnostic test and protocols. Uh, states she had to test negative for COVID before they could run any tests. She says the swab was inserted in her nose and she instantly felt pain. It started from the back of my head and just extended to the front of my head and my entire brain was in extreme pain. Um, she said instantly fluid was leaking out of my nose and the article goes on with all the details. So the swab, nasal swab test is highly dangerous and it's not necessary. And, and the, It's a PCR test and the PCR test is totally defective. I mean, imagine this being thrown at us all over the world. And the inventor of the test, um, the the doctor, he's endless interviews with him on um, on uh, YouTube, etc., and other sources, saying this is not a PCR test and it is not for the purpose. It's not fit for a purpose, massively so. Oh, shocking! But anyway, they go back to the story about the family find kicked off their property while trying to live sustainable, and this was in Georgia. Matagorst writing this article. Polk County, P-O-L-K, Polk County, Georgia. There is no question that 2020 was one of the most difficult years in American history. We're colliding with a break. I forgot that. And I'll continue the story after the break. been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. 
Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from simplycleanfoods.net, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Right now, Amazon Prime members will receive fast two-day shipping. Go to simplycleanfoods.net. That's simplycleanfoods.net. But do it today.